Hey, everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win, win, win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, so go do it, d2rpn.com. Uh, there's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. To Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre-recorded, deep undercover, in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Hell yeah. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dean? Um, your wife. Today my name is Matt. Because oh, you're Coke. Yeah. A cola. Yeah, later I'll change into Tracy. Oh, <laughs> Matt and Tracy. Yeah. Anyways. Why does that sound funny? I think I worked with a lady named Tracy who was married to a guy named Matt. Oh, That's kind of weird. I stole their pop. Fuck them. <laughs> They would like their pot back. Fuck them. Uh, your wife. My wife. Tagged us both in a video on Facebook. Yeah. And this video, the title of the video is, Was This a Natural Fire? It says, unfortunately, you two misplaced the original video, but fortunately, I found a copy. Do you believe they misplaced you? Do you think they just deleted it? Oh, they, they yanked that shit down and probably blocked the guy and deleted his account and all yeah. that bullshit. Now, I remember when this like crazy fire was happening. Mm-hmm. And, like, cars were melting and shit like that. And that's kind of what this video is going to cover. Yeah. Um, but we're going to watch it. It's only three and a half minutes. Then we'll discuss it and see where this episode goes. Because at this point, we don't really have anything set in stone for this episode other than this video. And we'll see where it goes from there. Yes. Hey, it's Tuesday, July 31st, 2018. I'm John Knox in Los Angeles. Now, this picture... It's been taken off the Internet. It's a suburban neighborhood uh, believed to be near the Carr Fire, that's C-A-R-R, which is uh, near Redding, California. Now, we're talking about fires, irregular, unpredictable, raging forces of nature. Okay? Now, when the forest fire comes to a suburban development, we're going to take a look at how this particular forest fire, this force of nature, decided to burn when it got to the suburban development. Now, let's drift the camera a little bit to the left. Now, this forest fire, when it got to this suburban tract, decided that the houses were more important to burn than the trees. And we're going to drift down a little bit here, speaking of trees. Now, 
to the left of this group of trees or bushes, you see the shell of a burned-out car. Now, the energy that it takes to blast all of the glass out of the car, to burn all the rubber tires off the car, that's pretty intense energy. So in that spot, there was an amazing amount of energy and heat being expended. And yet, the trees and the bushes off to the right of this particular car did not burn. Okay, that's strange. That's an anomaly, and that's been repeated over and over again in many of the fires. However, if we drift the camera up and to the right, we're going to find something that this irregular, unpredictable, raging force of nature decided to do. The left of this property is decimated. The right of the property, probably about a third of the house, looks like what happens to a decoration on the top of a wedding cake when it's cut. So this irregular, unpredictable, raging force of nature decided to do this to this house. Pretty amazing fires. Okay, so let's pull out a little bit and take a look at all of the lots that are in this picture. The thing that you're going to notice is the decimation, the obliteration is consistent. Every house is built differently. It has different uh, pieces of furniture and, and has different things inside it. They all should burn very differently. But what you see here is a replicated pattern of absolute decimation. So to me, this says something that's repeatable and it's accurate and persistent. That's a system. This is not the mark of a force of nature. Okay? So, on Tuesday, uh, July 31st, 2018, the common sense of what I'm showing you just in this one picture basically says whatever the explanation that we've had so far from the officials about what causes these fires is basically a lie. So when I cultivate my common sense, and I know I'm being lied to, I find out that there's more and more and more reasons as we go along to stay curious. So that's the video. Now, do you remember this? This fire at all? No. And, the, and the weird melting of cars and shit like that? No. Pull it up. <clears throat> all right, there, well, I actually have pictures, I think, on my phone. Really? Hang on. Let me look. I think I saved these pictures back when this happened because I thought, what the fuck is going on here? And something... How long ago was this? Uh, let me see. It's not there. See, and when, when she pulled it up, and I watched it, I know he said the car fire, C-A-R-R. Um, I just assumed it was part of the California fires going on right now. I didn't realize it was a different fire, seeing as how it just came out. Um, uh, you know. well, I don't think this is, yeah, this was like last year or something like that. Yeah, this will be one of those things where I don't have the fucking pictures now. I just got rid of them or something, you know. I probably did. I don't see them. I must have deleted them. Which means I probably saved them to my computer. Quite possibly. Um, that pisses me off. Okay. Uh, something... So, like, when this was all going on, I remember hearing that people claimed they saw, like, drones and shit mm -hmm. flying... 
and like shooting like a laser or something, which was starting fires. Now, it could have just been people talking shit, right. whatever, but they said this wasn't like a natural thing. And then these cars, like the heat of a just a basic fire, I don't, it, it doesn't melt right. Um, right. cars. So let me see if I can find some of these pictures. <clears throat> Yeah, right here. So, as for when this was happening. Now, I don't know, Dave. You've seen fucking cars catch on fire, but you've never seen metal melt and then start to, like, no. roll downhill like that? No. So if you just Google California fires melting cars, you'll get a handful of pictures, uh, listeners, to see what the hell we're talking about. This isn't... <laughs> fires can get hot. I get it. But not well to you, the point where you're melting you a take, fucking car. You take ninety to go to work, right? Yeah. Right past one seventy three. If you're going to your work, oh, do you get off at one seventy three, or do you go to Belvedere? Uh, to go to work, Belvedere. Okay. Right past Genoa, or not Genoa Road, but yeah, Irene I Road. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, sneezy time. <laughs> Gesundheit. Thank you. So, right past one seventy three on the right hand side, as you're going, there should be a mark where a car was on fire. Okay. There is no metal anywhere. No no melting drippy drip like that. Like it looks like a candle melted and dripped down the wall. Yeah. That is not present in this car fire that was on, on ninety at one seventy three. Well it's because it wasn't hot enough. Yeah. yeah that's the the what, other that's thing that's interesting is I've here, seen here's plenty the of those. here's the one uh, picture of like a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about this oops. Is it going to give us like a... Okay. I thought it was going to give us a zoom in, but it's not. I thought too. Um, But there's trees. So it burns everything down, but not the trees. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, why? Why are the trees not burnt the fuck down? They're wood, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Of all the things that should burn down, the trees with the houses. Do you know what houses are built of? Well. Trees, right? Well, wood, yeah. I mean... But like so, the physically state, there could yeah. there be a scientific reason why if a fire is going through and there's a tree in the ground, why that tree does not burn and fall down? It's because there's water in the tree or no, something. No, because there's water in the house, in the refrigerator, and pipelines and shit like that. Right. So it doesn't make sense no. why. But like this melting of like that's weird, dude. Like these. Like how does that happen? Yeah, I've never seen. That. I wanted to. I wanted to Google or Bing or something. Um, how hot does fire have to be to melt steel? I mean, I don't know if I can get more accurate of a question than that. Should I not just be getting an answer right now? You should. One thousand three hundred and okay. Most steel has other metals added to tune its propri- properties, like strength, corrosion resistance, or ease of fabrication. Steel is just the element iron that has been processed to control the amount of carbon. Iron out of the ground melts at around one thousand five hundred ten degrees Celsius, or two thousand seven hundred degrees Fahrenheit. 
Steel often melts at around 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. So, 2,500. That's that's how hot it had to be to start melting these cars. How hot is a normal fire? I'm going to ask, how hot is a normal forest fire? One thousand four hundred seventy-two degrees. So basically, half of what it needed. Yeah. So it's impossible. Now that's a normal. Well, how hot? It, how hot was the car fires? Let me remove the normal. A forest fire is extremely hot and can reach temperatures up to fifteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit. The materials being burned and atmospheric conditions play a large part in the actual temperatures. So. Are we then saying the materials in that area somehow raised it another thousand degrees of temperature? Because yeah, that would be so. unbearable even for firefighters yeah. to fight those fires. They wouldn't be able to. Yeah, because what? How hot? How hot is their fire retardant shit? Their suits, their fire suits. Well, let's ask that. Yeah, you know what I mean. How hot can? Um, what temperature? Can firefighters' suits withstand? 1,000 degrees. The suits can withstand up to 1,000 degree heat and are up to three times lighter than typical turnout gear. So 1,000 degrees, a forest fire is 1,500 degrees. And cars were melt. At 27. 25. We'll go, 20, right, 27, we'll go 15, low. Yeah, it's just a uh, fucking... You know, so, so 1,500, one and a half times what so they can fucking So a firefighter in. couldn't be on the ground during a forest fire. You'd have no. to fly overhead to drop whatever stuff to put it out. So you couldn't even be on the ground because it's 500 degrees hotter than what your suit right. can maintain. And shit was melting at 2,500 degrees, which is literally fucking insane heat. So a normal forest fire couldn't. You're t- that doesn't make sense. It's not a a thing that's like something else was causing the heat and the fire to get that yeah. hot. Accelerations. Yeah. So, what could cause a fire to reach twenty five hundred degrees? Fahrenheit. Um. Yeah, how can I make a fire that burns at 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit? That's a good question. Well, let's click on it and find out. A good resource recovery garbage burning plant burns at 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Using smaller pieces of fuel or misting fuel will burn hotter. Also, adding a stream of oxygen makes the fire hotter. Adding the extra oxygen is the key. So, all the oxygen. So, why doesn't every fucking house burn higher than 1,500 degrees? Right. Why does a normal forest fire not reach higher than 1,500 degrees? Or they would all, you know what I mean? So, 
they're saying, what are they doing? Blowing air on the fucking fires? Yeah, know what you do? You see them. <laughs> Maybe it was really windy, though. Blowing out. Paper ignites at 451 degrees Fahrenheit, hence the title of the book and movie. House uh, fire at home you can, at, you can get at home is a propane torch, and that won't melt iron. I mean, it's hard to argue against oxygen, but then, wh- but oxygen's everywhere, right? So why is it that a normal forest fire doesn't burn hotter? And if it's a windier day, maybe it will burn hotter. Mm-hmm. So maybe a question to ask would be: What's the the highest forest fire recorded on date? Right at the bottom of this. Thermostats, or thermometers in both Iraq and Kuwait recorded land temperatures of roughly 54 degrees Celsius, which is 129 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, that's not what we're asking. Mm-mm. Oh, this one here is saying they can only reach 800 degrees. Wildfiretoday.com is saying an average surface fire on the forest floor might have flames reaching one meter in height and can reach temperatures of 800 degrees Celsius, which is 1,472 degrees Fahrenheit or more. Or more. Saves them. Yeah, but a thousand degrees difference is a bit much. Yeah, that's a lot more than a more. So, in an article we quoted earlier, a reporter wrote that forest fires burn at 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. We didn't want you to be left with that impression. So here's the more accurate information provided by Natural Resources Canada. Under extreme conditions, fire can give off 10,000 kilowatts or more per meter of fire front. This would mean flame heights of 50 meters or more and flame temperatures exceeding 2,192 degrees Fahrenheit. Still not to the point of 2,500 degrees, though. But exceeds that. So we're still saying it's possible. The flashpoint or the temperatures at which wood will burst into flame is 572 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, obviously, if it's hot enough to melt steel, it should be more than 572 degrees. The surface of the sun is 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The cooler... How the fuck would you know that? The cooler, dark-colored sunspots are only 7,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The core of the sun is a little warmer at 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. It's not hot at all. Want to go on vacation there? Actually, I was just thinking about it. They just sent something out there to probe it. You see that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, NASA just launched something to go to the sun. Yeah, that's going to burn up. No, it's not. It's going to go there. Yeah. We're going to live Well, on it the could sun. probably go there if it's not the actual a, a fucking fireball. If it's just some giant light that they've placed in our flat earth bubble, then yes, we could probably go there. Mm-hmm. Um. Record set for hottest temperature on Earth. Yeah, right. 3.6 billion degrees Fahrenheit. That must have been yesterday. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) How do they come up with shit like this? It's such bullshit. What is the hottest forest fire temperature ever recorded? Why don't we have an answer to this? Because they never recorded it because it was bullshit. see what these people are. I know this must seem like a stupid question to a lot of you, but I'm seriously clueless on this. I know there can't be a 
fire in space, and so those... Well, then how the fuck does the sun exist? Think about that. Mm-hmm. How does the sun exist if there can't be fire in space? Word. That's well, an interesting uh, thing. C- can fire exist in space? I feel like we should call Ray right now. Well, they say no because there's no oxygen. Fire needs oxygen. Yeah, but but there's a fireball. How how does a fucking sun exist if there's no oxygen? Well, there's oxygen. Call Ray and ask him. That's a good question. Maybe I will here. And so those super temperatures created by stars, novas, and nebulas haven't been reached by fire. If so, then the planet with the oxygen... Okay. Uh, I assume you're asking about the flame from a normal combustion process in which material is burnt in air. The temperature is surprisingly low, only about... I hate when they do Celsius. Who the fuck uses Celsius anymore? If extra air is introduced, such as in a Bunsen burner or a blowtorch, then the temperature can reach about 1,200 degrees Celsius. If special gas mixes are burnt in oxygen, such as whatever, then the flame temperature can reach about 5,000 degrees Celsius, which is 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. This is about as hot as a flame can get. Hotter still are temperatures reached on plasma arc torches, which, strictly speaking, aren't flames. The temperature of a plasma arc torch is around 25,000 degrees Celsius. Um, these temperatures don't compare with those reached in nuclear reactions. The temperature of fission and atom-bomb exceeds a million degrees. Okay. Well, that's pretty fucking hot. Hmm. So we don't... There's got to be a statistic somewhere. Yeah, they buried it because they didn't want us to find it. Probably because it... Well, it would have to be the one where it's melting fucking cars. Right. I mean... Unless it didn't happen. Hang on. I'm going to ask another question. I asked, can lasers start fires? So we know they can because we have video of it on YouTube. Starting a fire with my laser. Laser, Those are laser pens. Those are laser pens. You can start a fire with a laser pen. Now, how hot can lasers from... How hot can lasers... From a drone? No, just because they're never going to give us that answer. How hot can lasers get, I guess? Start with that. The hottest laser beam is about 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. Technically, a laser beam doesn't have a temperature since it's made of photons and not matter. Temperature is related to the average vibrational energy of the atoms in a chunk of matter. No vibrating atoms means temperature can't be measured. Okay, well, let's go to Eurolaser.com see if we get an answer here. CO2 laser beam is an as an electromagnetic light wave at a frequency of 10,600 microns contains a certain energy which is partially absorbed by the material. The photons, i.e. the light particles, transfer their energy to the atomic or molecular structure of the material, which in turn causes the material to heat up. If the energy of the laser is high enough and is allowed to work for long enough, the temperature required to vaporize the substance develops on the material. Uh, material 1 melts at approximately 140 degrees Celsius. Material 2 at 230 degrees Celsius with 200 watts of laser power. One can therefore cut material 1 faster than material 2 as the energy doesn't have to be applied for as long to material 1 as to material 2. 
Consequently, it can be said that a laser beam itself has no temperature. That makes sense. So, lasers don't have a temperature, but... So if they don't have a temperature, how do they start a fire? So, I don't know. Yeah. How does a laser start a fire? Maybe we need to ask that. Here's your, here's your steps. Let's see if this website tells us what we need. You will need a laser and the laser mod found here. A match head. Blitz, fire starters, or a candle. Then you'll need multiple match heads. Getting the fuel ready. So place the match heads on the fire starter of your choice. So it looks like they've got match heads on like a paper towel. Yeah. Step two. Tips before trying to burn. First, try and find the laser mod's focal point. Where the beam is the smallest. My laser mod's focal point was about 3 to 5 centimeters away from the laser. Make sure there isn't any wind or light drafts. This may prevent you from lighting the match head and or blow the lit match head out. Always wear safety goggles. Step 3. Burning. Focus the laser mod's beam on the match head, the focal point where the dot is the smallest. Wait until the match starts smoking. The smoke should start to get thicker. Within about four seconds of heavier white smoke, the match head should light and start your fire starter, thus starting your fire. Step four, be careful. Fire can kill. Make any make sure any objects that are not meant to burn are far away. Only start fires outside or in a fireplace with a fire extinguisher nearby. I will not be held liable for any damages or loss mm. sustained during the blah, blah, blah. That's stupid that we have to give fucking... I think we need to buy a laser pointer and try it. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd be curious just to go to, like, you know, Walmart and get a laser pointer and see if we could actually get a, a match to light for one. Now, if we could, and you make a laser big enough, powerful enough to, like, cut steel and shit, because mm-hmm. you've seen videos of laser yeah, cutting yeah. steel. Yeah. If you could cut steel, which means it must... So how the fuck does a laser cut steel? Maybe let's ask that, because... If we have heat that's burning steel, how does a laser cut steel? Because we know it can. Laser cutting. The laser cutting process is suitable for cutting mild steel from gauge thickness up to about 1.25 inches. Beyond the 1 inch barrier, everything has to be just right to make it work reliably, including including the material. Laser grade steel. Gas purity, nozzle condition, and beam quality. How does laser cutting work? That's what we want to know. Laser beam simply melts the material, and high-pressure nitrogen is used to blow the molten metal out of the kerf. On a CNC laser cutter, the laser cutting head is moved over the metal plate in the shape of the desired part, thus cutting the part out of the plate. So it melts it. So it, right. in order to melt, it must get hot. Maybe but there's no temperature. Maybe it's a reaction between the metal and the laser. So, we need a fucking scientist to know, like, because it has to do, it has to, lasers don't have temperature, but yet a laser 
can work as long as it's laser grade steel. What the fuck is that? Mm. And then. I think my buddy Heath works in laser cutting. I'll have to call him and see, yeah. and see if I can get him in here. But maybe, and see, I think that's where we're getting like caught up though, because we know a laser can cut metal. And if it can cut steel, it should be able to cut aluminum. It should be able to cut the shit that cars are made of. Mm-hmm. Okay. P- fairly easily, too. Oh, yeah, like hot knife and butter. Yeah. Um, so if you have a forest fire, if it can, if a laser can cut steel, and we see uh, you can get a laser pointer with a match, and that can light a piece of paper, which could then... You'd, you'd be able to do the same thing with, you'd say, a leaf, a tree, a bush, a house... Right, curtains. You know what I mean? So, if by chance you're flying around a fucking drone that has laser on it that's st- that's powerful enough and concentrated on a point that will start a fire, mm-hmm. which helps with the oxygen and other fire already existing around it, but then how do you prevent certain trees from not catching on fire? That's what I understand. So I think what this video was getting at was that this was a a targeted um, fire, meaning these fires were controlled right. beyond firefighters, meaning like we're using the direction of the wind, we're using the, you know what I mean? The like Temperature and everything, yeah. These were controlled, but not in the realm of humans specifically being on the ground controlling it. These are being controlled using nature in a weird way. Kind of like, it's basically like you take harp, H-A-A-R-P, if you don't know what that is, take harp, and then you take lasers with drones, and you smash them together. Because harp can control the weather, they're cloud seed, they do all this shit. They're fucking with the weather. So you'd be able to do things, look at the 9-11 thing with the hurricane that was coming in, and then somehow it stopped and went the other direction the day of 9-11. I mean, weird. Nobody remembers that shit. But you can go look it up. and You and I do. Well, yeah, we do, but most people don't. So, uh, and then, I mean, they're, they're fucking with the weather, but it, could this just have been a typical forest fire that got really hot with the, the wind? And But then why... Why does it look like it was sliced? Right. That's, and just that's my end there. Thing. That's weird, right? Yeah. So, just for shits and giggles, can you do like a Google search or a Bing search or whatever internet search to see what the weather was like in Reading on that day? Oh, we don't know what day the fire was. Okay, let's look up uh, uh, date of California forest fires that. Melted cars. I love forest fires. T- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I got to change the search, but uh, 2017. Jim yeah. Stone, freelance journalist. Run into him quite a bit yeah. when we're doing shit. You notice that? Okay, I think we'll get our answer here. There's the pictures showing melted aluminum. So it's aluminum, which is even less than steel. 
mm-hmm. flowing over tarmac with the trees still green in the background. How can this be called a wildfire? It's like the 9-11 directed energy weapon, which toasted cars all around the Twin Towers, as described by Dr. Judy Woods in her book, Where Did the Towers Go? Well, we just said that. I don't have any more than just seeing the pictures. Maybe someone has a link for this. Found them below. Hundreds are missing. They are victims of a weapon, nor they... If hundreds are missing, they are victims of a weapon, nor weather. That doesn't make any sense. Or does it? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. California fires were not wild. They were engineered. There's a scorched vineyard, Sonoma County. Houses flattened, too, with trees untouched. Yeah, look at that. So the whole neighborhood, except you have these fucking trees that are untouched. And that's what the neighborhood looked like. Looked like, yeah. Weird. Um, so what's our date, though? Do we have a date? Was it October 2017? Looks like it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of this. Uh, this guy says this is Jim Stone, freelance journalist. Um, At first, I was skeptical, but I went over numerous social media posts, several videos, and a few messages, and it appears the fires were set by an atmospheric weapon. First, to clear something up, the manner in which the cars burned was normal, but there are some in- instances with uh, what went on that prove a weather weapon did this. Weather weapons work by using multiple transmitters to create a collision zone where differently phased EM waves cancel each other out and drop their electrical potential into the air, which is a semiconductor, where they cancel. This is the equivalent of biasing a transistor. Semiconductors won't simply break down and start conducting just because a bias field is applied. In order for them to conduct in a controlled fashion, they need a doping agent. In silicon, the doping agents are arsenic and boron. In air, the doping agent is most likely whatever is in the chemtrails. If enough voltage is applied to a semiconductor, it will suddenly discharge it in one big burst. This is seen in the air as lightning. The weather geoengineering systems try to avoid this, but this time around in California, the effects of excess voltage were readily observed by many, many people, and it manifested itself in more than one way. Evidently, the people running the geoengineering systems have become more bold, like a thief that steals more and more and more, the more the thief gets away with stealing. Same is happening with weather warfare. And this time around in California, the effects of the system in use were easily observed. Some people got heart palpitations from having their bodies charged. Many, many people saw electrical flashes that made no thunder in perfectly clear blue sky. And worse, some people even saw small sparks everywhere in the air around them. Hmm. The most damning, people are reporting that their electronics malfunctioned before the fires hit with the most pronounced and spoken about malfunction being at a hotel where all of the electrical systems in the hotel malfunctioned, including the electronic access doors, forcing people to jump from windows because they could not leave their rooms to escape an approaching fire that instantly appeared out of nowhere in perfect weather. It is very important to make note of the malfunctioning doors because a simple power outage will not stop those from working. Something jammed the circuits in the doors. Interesting. Yeah. Simultaneously, the hotel lost main power, generator backup, UPS backup, whatever that is, and local battery backup. Not even the always operational emergency hall lights worked. That would be totally consistent with a massively potent EM weapon causing complete electronic malfunction because not even the circuits in the emergency backup lighting that turned it on, which operate independent of everything off a small battery right in the light itself, not even circuits at that small level worked. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, like even the bet, the generator wouldn't work. The elevators should work. Hmm. So was he thinking like there's like an EMP then? Yeah. There are people trolling social media, perhaps because they don't understand how things work, but perhaps not. And they are saying there is no way the air could have been so electrically charged that sparks would be everywhere because it would electrocute anyone standing in it. This is not true at all. Tesla proved it. There are lots of photos of Tesla sitting on a chair with an electrical storm all around him because it does not take much to make a show relative to what the body can take because the body is a much better conductor than air. Additionally, the frequency at which the air is charged makes a big difference. Once the frequency goes beyond approximately 40 what is that, kilohertz, yeah. the body won't conduct it deeply due to an electrical effect known as the skin effect, where electrical charges travel on the outside of objects rather than through them. All the unbelievable Tesla photos were the result of super high voltage, low current electricity traveling around the outside of objects due to the skin effect caused by that electricity also being at a high frequency. So how would this start forest fires? The answer is an easy one. Well, that's what we've been asking all fucking day. A dry leaf is thin, which eliminates the benefit of conduction via the skin effect. And a dry leaf will try to be an insulator, which will force all of the electricity that flows through it to turn itself into heat. And additionally, if the air is sparking everywhere, as some witnesses said, one of those sparks would probably set off dry tinder somewhere. Poof, instant fire. There should have been several cases of exploding dry trees where there was no fire there before at all. Lots of people are saying these fires suddenly exploded out of nowhere. No hint of any previous fire, no lightning, no nothing. Just a sudden high wind happening at the same time the forest nearby suddenly burst into flames. Spontaneous combustion. Yeah, that would be a telltale sign of a sudden massive electric field heating everything up, everything that could not conduct electricity very well, which means air and dry leaves. There are people saying space-based laser systems are doing this, and that absolutely would work, so I get it. But I still believe they are using phase cancellation of radio waves to cause a bias field, because whatever happened when a laser was used would not be easily controllable and would too easily result in the creation of massive ionosphere to ground lightning bolts. That is not happening, which is why I am sticking with the EM wave approach to this. Maybe as they get more brazen and not caring about noticeable effects, they will start using lasers, which would be a whole lot easier. How could you possibly get 66 widely spaced massive wildfires appearing instantly with no natural weather causing them, growing rapidly with perfectly calm weather before sudden massive winds at the initiation of the fires, blue sparks in the air, malfunctioning electronics, and and in some people heart palpitations? My answer, just ask DARPA. What was DARPA again? Defense, uh, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, the Central Research and Development Organization for the U.S. Department of Defense. DARPA. She goes hand in hand with HARP. Yeah, I would say they're, they were on the same episode, I think, the last time we talked about them. What is this? I want to see this link real quick. Anaheim Hills Canyon fire destruction captured in pictures and videos. So this was say what day it was posted on? October 9th. October 9th, and it says rip through California Monday. 
so what we want to know oops what are we doing here all look at your date You put October 89th. Did I? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. My bad. <laughs> I know you wanted it to zero. October 9th was a Monday. This is saying to California on Monday, and that was also Oh, so Monday. it must have been during so the morning. So that was at 4.44 in the afternoon. Yes, yeah, so it must have been in the morning. So we need to find the weather on October 9th. Yeah, it was in... first reported at 9.40 a.m. Okay, in Anaheim Hills, California. It's probably on page 4,000. No, it just talks about yesterday in two weeks. That's it? Mm-hmm. half of mine to fucking call a goddamn weather station out there and say, all right, I need uh, the weather from one year ago on this date. You tell me what it was. Was it windy that day? Was it... Right. Was it Weather raining? history for Anaheim. Here's Almanac. Maybe this will have it. Yeah, yeah. Change the date. Right there. You must sign in. Son of a bitch. These goddamn ads. I don't want any of your fucking produce. What is everything in these fucking sandwiches? I want fucking sandwiches. Alright. Love that movie. October 89th. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay. October 9th, 2017. Anaheim, California. Temperature 61 degrees Fahrenheit. A mean temperature. Oh, that was the minimal. The, eight, the t maximum was 89.1, and the mean was 72. Pressure and dew point. Sea level pressure was 29.82 inches, whatever that is. Mean dew point, 60 degrees. Total precipitation, zero. Visibility, 9.6 miles. Snow depth, none. Uh, the mean wind speed, 7.2 miles per hour, 0 0.02. Maximum sustained wind speed was 24. Maximum wind gust was 35. So Pretty windy. Yeah, I guess. Say that, but that's pretty much what we wanted. We wanted some wind speed, so the mm -hmm. wind speed itself was only seven miles an hour, but the maximum sustained wind speed was 24, and the maximum wind gust was 35. So those are gusts of wind. Yeah, and that doesn't Big, happen. Huge gusts. Yeah. No. Uh, the sustained wind speed though is 24. So what's the average though? I wonder. The average wind speed. Let's see what it is. On the fourth. Isn't it Anaheim kind of right by the ocean? I think so, yeah. So. 
Whoa, something's not right. On the fourth, see that seems like they fucking they're they're fucking with it now. The wind speed on the fourth was two miles an hour. The maximum sustained wind was six. Maximum wind gust was nine hundred ninety nine point nine. So something's wrong with that information. I don't think that's right. Let's go with the eighth and then the tenth. I'll see the day before and the day after. So, so yeah, something going on with the. Uh, isn't that interesting? I wonder because you're hitting the back button, maybe. I'm not hitting the back button. I'm oh, no, just you're changing the, change the date. date. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So for some reason, we have the maximum wind gust speed for the day of the fires, but the day before, and a few days before, it's listed as 999.9. Do the day after. I'm going to. But our day before, it was 3.5 miles an hour as a, a mean wind speed and a maximum sustained wind speed of 10. The day after. <laughs> the mean wind speed was 3. Maximum sustained wind speed is 13.81. And once again, our wind gust is 999.9. Now I'm going to go back to the date That's again. Interesting. Every fucking wind gust speed is 999 on every fucking day, except the except day we're day. specifically looking for, and we actually have a maximum wind gust speed for that day. Interesting. It is very odd. See, when we find oddities like this, to me it says something. Like, yeah, it says, like uh, we better put uh, something there because we know people are going to be looking for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So is this number accurate? Because 999 is not accurate right. for the rest of the days. The Why do we days? have one for that day, but not because the rest of the days? that's the day that we had to fake it. Huh. All right. Pull up 911, New York. Try that shit out. So we want New York. Really? There we go. New York City. 2001. September. What was that date again? I don't remember. It was like October 13th, wasn't it? I think it was October 89th. Uh, no, that's for the fires. You entered an invalid place. Take New York City. I'll just do New York, New York. Fine. Just put uh, Twin Towers. I want to know the fucking weather at the Twin Towers on this day. Invalid city. Invalid location. Okay. Are you done loading? Central Park. Temperature that day minimum was 63. High was 86. The mean was 71. All right. Visibility is 9.9 miles. Maximum wind speed, 4. Maximum sustained wind speed, 9.21 9.21 maximum wind gust. They had no data. So why does it say no data here? But the other one says 999.9. Yeah, that's interesting. So look at the next day and the previous day. You just hit next day and previous day. I like to change it. You fucking change. You fucking, fucking, fucking. I like it. <laughs> All right. We got data that oh, day. We do have data that day. That's interesting. A mean wind speed of six. Maximum wind or maximum sustained wind speed is ten, and maximum wind gust was seventeen. And that was the day before. Now let's look at the day after nine eleven. All right. So we have no data of the day after. 
The sustained wind speed was 11, and the mean wind speed was 5. Why do we have fucking information for certain days, but not... That is odd. Because they put them... Okay, let's do another one. Uh, November. I want to look up the the hurricane in New York on 9-11. That's what I want to look up. I was going to tell you, look up uh, JFK's assassination day. I bet you we have wind gusts that day, but the two before we don't. The day after we don't. You think so? Why would it matter, though, the wind gust? I bet you there's low wind. Because of the shot. That don't matter. If you really, truly made that shot from the third floor or the fuck. Good point. Okay, so let's (laughs) go Dallas, Texas. (laughs) I think we're on to something. It's the fuck, man. They're like, you're getting too close. Stop searching for this shit. Dallas, Texas. What was the... They, don't, they probably didn't go back that far. 1963? I think so. November... What was the date? November... I want to say it's 21st. It doesn't sound right. 23rd? I think it was the 23rd. Or the 22nd. It's 23rd or 22nd. Just look up the day Kennedy died. Yeah. November 22nd, 63. All right. Well, I'm looking at the 23rd first. <clears throat> Nothing. Hang on. It's still oh, loading. Okay. Only 52 degrees the day after, huh? Shooting. So we have <laughs> no data for gu- wind gusts. M- maximum sustained wind speed was 29. And w- mean wind speed was 16.92. Now let's go to the 22nd, the day. Mm. We have no data for wind gust. Uh, the maximum sustained wind speed was 24, and the mean wind speed was 14. So you're dealing with between 14 and 24 degrees, or degrees, uh, miles per hour of wind speed. Miles per Celsius, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that would affect, to some extent, yeah. shooting a bullet. Yeah. Huh. That's why I brought that up once we started talking about it. I was like, wait a minute, I'm no. I love how the fucking computer just, just like, it, it literally, as you start to, like, pull shit up, everything slows way the fuck down all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's like, hang on, you're, you're, you're digging into something, and we don't like that. That's what it feels like. And that may not be happening, no, I agree. but it certainly feels that way. Yeah. Um, hurricane September 11th, 2001. Hurricane Aaron. The 9-11 hurricane that missed New York City. From weather.com. Let's have a look-see. What do you think it's going to say? I don't know. Well, if the hurricane would have hit, there would have been no tax. So, you know, we blame Hurricane Aaron on everything because it should have hit. Literally, the, the computer is melting. Somebody must be hitting it with a laser right now. Well, check the wind gust. It's not loading, bro. It's just I not know, I loading. That. I see that. The fucking, everything's just kind of stuck. Oh, there we go. It is weird. I don't understand that. 
Because I think you're right, dude. I think we're tapping into shit we're not supposed to be. And that's why they're like, well, fuck you. We're not going to let you uh, see what you're looking for. Yeah, we'll slow you down so that you we'll get pissed you. and yep. we'll frustrate you. And stop recording and then move on, you know? Um, okay. It says, as the terrorist attacks September 11, 2001, we're unfolding in New York, Washington, D.C., and oh, we should look at Washington, D.C. and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Shanksville, Pennsylvania, a hurricane was spinning off the northeast coast. One of the most chilling weather satellite images ever taken captured both Hurricane Aaron about 500 miles east, southeast of New York, and the smoke plume from the World Trade Center Twin Towers about two hours after the first tower was hit. So that's this picture up here. I don't see the smoke. Yeah, me neither. Lies. It's all lies. Uh, On September 10th, a cold front swept through the east coast with rain and thunderstorms. Really? I don't recall it saying anything about rain on September 10th when we did that search. I'm on it. I don't know either. I thought it was a precipitation or precipitation zero. We're going to go check it real quick. Because now... Oh, it's not responding because they're hearing us. These motherfuckers. Here, I'm going to get rid of all these other websites. You have absolutely no fucking excuse (laughs) as to why... It's bogged down. Why is almanac.com bogged down right now? I'm, you can't tell me it's overloaded. Everybody's going to that site right now. Yeah. Shit. Bunch of farmers and they're fucking hay. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Right. What is going on here? This is so fucking frustrating, man. It is, dude. Goddamn Bill Gates. Yes, it's him. Al Gore. Didn't, didn't Al Gore create the internet? Yeah. Fucker, it's his fault. This is irritating, man. It is, dude. For reals. I don't know. Not even in a good way. 2001. What did we say? The day before? Yeah, September 10th. Oh, my God. Dear God. Yeah, motherfucker. Look at that. Went right back to Dallas. So, hang on. We'll keep reading the fucking article here. So, just remember. A cold front swept through the east coast with rain and thunderstorms. Crystal clear, cool weather followed on the morning of Tuesday, September 11th. Okay? So, we're looking for rain, thunderstorms, cold. All right? Just remember that. Temperatures at 9 a.m. that morning were 65 in New York and 70 in Washington and warmed... 72 and 76, respectively, by 11 a.m. Winds were out of the northwest at 6 to 12 miles an hour in both cities, which served to blow smoke and debris from disaster in the lower Manhattan to Brooklyn, senior digital meteorologist Nick Wiltkin said. While Hurricane Aaron was never a threat to landfall in the northeast, the cold front and increased westerly winds aloft gave a final east-then-northeast shove to Aaron. In a strange coincidence... Almost exactly 10 years after September 11th attacks, Hurricane Katia. Kasha. That's okay. Was spinning in almost the same location on September 9th, 2011. As with Aaron, Hurricane Katia mm-hmm. made a hard right turn before reaching the East Coast. One can only wonder how the history books might have been rewritten if Hurricane Aaron would have threatened the Northeast in, on, in September 2001. Well, they couldn't have. It is interesting. All right, let's try this again with New York. Seems to be working better now. 
want to go with the day before. Yep. We want to go with September 10th, which I thought we looked at already. All right, the temperature, minimum 69, maximum 86, mean was 75, hotter than they're already saying. Uh, total precipitation, 1.16. I'm sorry, 75 and 69 is not that fucking cold. That's cool. It's a cool front. It's cool. It's not, not for but New York. But it does say there's snow or rain. Yeah. Rain and or melted snow reported And the wind the was between 6 and 10 miles an hour with gusts mm. of 17. So they're kind of close with that. Only 1.16 inches of rain, though. Is not that, a lot of rain. Is that good? I mean, is that normal? Mm. I mean, it's interesting. doesn't feel cold. Because if you look at September 11th, the yeah. temperature, it seemed colder. Maybe not, though. 63, 71, and 86. No rain. Mm. Less wind. Check the ninth here. 66, 75, and 82. No rain. And we have wind gust reports for that day on the ninth. Why is it some days we have wind gusts, some days we don't? I don't know. Something odd about that. Um... Two and seventy-six. Okay, well, hey, you know, good for you. So Hurricane Aaron. They basically said it was never going to hit. That's what they're saying now, but back then they were saying it was coming heading right for it. Yeah. So this this video here shows the path that it took, and it, it's weird. It's headed right there, and then it just turns. It's odd, man. But I guess... It was directed to turn, man. Uh, maybe? I don't know. There's something weird about these forest fires that are melting shit. You know what I mean? And there's something weird about... I don't know. I guess you could just chalk Almanac's website up to incomplete data. It just... Fine. It, it seems odd that certain days have shit, but other days don't. Like, why wouldn't you just try and get that information it's only like six categories you know what i mean and every local weather station has this shit maybe not back to fucking 1800s but they have what it was the high the low and the actual temperature of the day right i mean you'd think for as long as at least we've had tv so in the 80s or 70s like, and we're talking, like, you know, we're, they had to have been tracking this shit. Most news stations are tracking this and have history of this. So it should all be on here. Should be. That's the, that's the problem. I don't know. Why I guess we're not because we're trying to hide shit. Well, I guess we'll, I'll go with the Almanac website. It's not up to date. But there is, where is there a good website, then, of the history of weather in every major city... You know, there should be one out there that exists for public use. That has all that information, up to date, just how it is. What if I'm doing a research paper for school? Right. But I can't find anything because, why? We're hiding shit because of a, something we did that day? Maybe. At least put fake information there. Fuck. Yeah, just there's something. I don't know. Seems odd. Let's move on to the next mofo. 
since we talked about, um, I know you want to go a different route, but I think since we I talked about Tesla, go since we talked about Tesla, I think we should at least cover it. So, I mean, it's one I want to talk about too. It's different. Nickelodeon Tesla. I want to pull it up for you so that you can read along. Um, Nikola Tesla was brought to Earth from Venus. Fro Venus. Yes, Fro Venus. Now, most people are probably rolling their eyes right now. But it's interesting. Mentions declassified FBI document. That's the second half of the article. So this is title. from the, the F book? Uh, the letter mentions how Nikola Tesla successfully invented a device that could be used for interplanetary communication. It explains that Tesla engineers built the device after Tesla died in 1950 and have been since that time in close touch with spaceships. Furthermore, the document from the FBI mentions how Tesla was a Venusian who was brought to Earth as a baby in 1856 and was left in the care of Mr. and Mrs. Tesla in a mountain province in the former Republic of Yugoslavia, modern-day Croatia. That's interesting. Now, if you remember right, it was Donald Trump's uncle who obtained all Tesla's paperwork Correct. Uh, after he died, who was working for or with the FBI or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to assume in that first thing there. Tesla engineers built the device after Tesla died. So they had to have gotten the shit from him. Alright? Right. Okay. Uh, everyone loves a conspiracy, and what better conspiracy than to suggest that Nikola Tesla, one of the greatest scientific minds who ever lived on Earth, was an alien. And no, it's not something we can come... We came up with. It is not fake news, but this is, in fact, mentioned in a declassified document by the FBI. <laughs> Click it. So it's freely available here. We're going to. Declassified documents published by the FBI in their online vault mention a number of interesting things about Nikola Tesla. Uh, the document is freely available at the FBI's online vault and it and is dated June 14, 1957, entitled Interplanetary Session Newsletter, mentions a number of controversial subjects. The document's transcript. So this is it. But we'll, go, we'll click on it after this to make sure. Dear friends, we have not issued a newsletter since May 1st, 1956, because we have no space news we could consider authentic. However, now we have some good news to pass along to you. Lecture by George Van Tassel and Dan Fry in Ballroom of Hotel Diplomat, 110 West 43rd Street, New York City, 8 p.m. Thursday, June 20th, 1957, donation $1.25. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, oh, shit, that's super cheap. Uh, George Van Tassel operates the giant rock California spaceport and airport and has been host at four annual spacecraft conventions. He is the author of two books, I Wrote a Flying Saucer and Into This World and Out Again. He is also published in Proceedings Magazine, usually issued monthly. Back issues of Proceedings have been reprinted in one volume. Address... George Van Tassel, PP Box 419, Yucca Valley, California. Dan Fry is the author of The White Sands Incident. On this book, he tells the story of a trip which he made in a flying saucer from a desert spot on the White Sands proving ground in New Mexico to New York City and return in 32 minutes. That's pretty quick. Yeah. This letter will... Okay, then it's got a little... It's a print of the actual letter. This letter will not reach you in time... 
to cite flying saucers over New York on the night of June 13th from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., but there will again be full-scale operations of flying saucers over all American areas on July 1st. This will be in three phases, as follows New York areas, July 1st at 9 a.m., Washington, D.C. areas, 9.25 a.m., General North America, American areas after 9.25 a.m., Central American areas, 9.30 Okay, blah, 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 blah. Um... Full-scale operations over all American areas beginning at 7 o'clock on the evening of July 1st. The above information has been supplied by George King, editor of Cosmic Voice. Um, Also, please note that George King has also published back issues of Cosmic Voice in one volume, price $1 plus postage. This is beyond doubt the finest buy of saucer. Okay, there's nothing really there. Um, Oh, here it is. I could have just read it from there. It would have been a little easier. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and so we're skipping over a little bit here of that, but it says, obviously the most eye-catching detail mentioned in the FBI document is the following. Quote, the space people have visited the Tesla engineers many times and have told us that Tesla was a Venusian brought to this, pl- brought to this planes as a baby in 1856 and left with Mr. and Mrs. Tesla in a remote mountain province in what is now Yugoslavia. It says it right there. The above details and transcripts can be verified by visiting the following link. So we can go to vault.fbi.gov. The PDF files containing the above-mentioned details, as well as other Tesla-related information, can be accessed via this link. A little background. George Washington Van Tassel was an American contactee, ufologist, and author. Van Tassel, an aircraft mechanic and flight inspector who, at various times between 1930 and 1947, worked for Douglas Aircraft, Hughes Aircraft, and Lockheed. Van Tassel claimed to have been in contact with his spaceship from Venus, he was invited on board where aliens verbally and telepathically gave him a technique for rejuvenating the human body. The, the device was eventually built and called the Integratron and was supposedly partially built on the research by Nikola Tesla. George King was the founder of the so-called Aetherius Society, a religious movement based on extraterrestrial contact. King claimed that the Aetherius Society was the result of alien contact whom he referred to as the Cosmic Masters. The Aetherius Society combines UFO claims, yoga, and ideas from various world religions, notably Hinduism, Buddhism, and Christianity. The book, Return of the Dove, was dedicated to Nikola Tesla and, according to Goodreads, provides a scientific answer to the great spiritual needs of today's world. Contents now and in the beginning, the days just ahead, the end of man's crucifixion, this cosmic moment, with the Nikola Tesla story, farewell of the dove, etc., the book written by Mar- Margaret Storm is considered nowadays as a work of fiction, providing no evidence whatsoever to back the claims that Tesla was either from Venus or another dimension. However, many readers agree that Storm provides an entirely different view on Tesla, his life, his origin, and his work. So, Margaret Storm wrote the book. So, I don't know. Still want to click these links? Well, I don't think we need to since it's right there. But, uh... That's weird, right? Yeah, why why after so many years are we declassifying it and saying, Yeah, he's a he's an alien. Yeah. We knew it all along. From Venus. That's odd. Well, think about it. They've got that book out, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, right? Yeah. But Tesla wasn't a woman. No, I know, I'm just saying. Maybe they wrote that wrong. Maybe we're from Venus and the bitches are from Mars. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they did that as spin to like confuse us. Yeah. So maybe women are from Mars and men are from Venus. 
Hmm. Um, so since we talked about aliens, we'll get to the one that you wanted. Yeah. Men in Black 4. Men, no. <laughs> Men in Black. Caught on tape. Real video. So we'll see. All right. So there's your picture. Okay. Looks like a man in a black suit. This video was sent to us via email by a man who works as a security guard for a law office in Alaska. He was able to catch something extremely strange on a security camera in the main lobby. What you're about to see is immensely bizarre. Watch this and decide for yourself. Due to the appearance of the strange man, many people online have come to the conclusion that this is an actual sighting of the infamous men in black who are said to be the ones who keep witnesses of strange events quiet about what they have seen. After watching this footage, several very large questions remain. Where is Nicole, and what was on the camera that she gave to the strange men? If you have any information regarding this video, we would love to hear from you. You don't want to watch the video, do you? I do. Why not? No, I'm kidding. It's one of those things like, uh, duh. So let's watch it. It's a long one. Okay, this needs to be quick. I need to make this quick and I need to be quiet, but I need to document this. All right, I'm over it. Yeah. If you're going to start a fucking video like that, you're an idiot and you're an asshole and get the fuck out of here. No shit. Now, we'll continue, but I'm annoyed immensely and it's only been five seconds. I don't like it either. The video was sent to us via email by a man who works as a security guard for a law office in Alaska. He was able to catch something extremely strange on a security camera in the main lobby. What you're about to see is immensely bizarre. Watch this and decide for yourself. Okay, this needs to be quick. I need to make this quick and I need to be quiet, but I need to document this. Oh, shut the fuck it's up, really YouTube. important that I document this. Yesterday, something really weird happened. I work for a law office. Alaska. Well, saying 2018, so two months ago, real time. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's see. I'll try videos. How many Thursday, June 14th have there ever been? Uh, 2018 plus. Well, it wouldn't. The June 14 only falls on Thursday so many times oh, yeah, throughout gotcha. history. Yeah, I gotcha. So, it, and it's saying 18. So, uh, when was the thing posted? This article? Yeah. Doesn't say. Which is weird because normally they do. Yeah. Hang on. Let's see if there's comments down here. Alright, let's just finish this stupid video. Dave, we're gonna finish the video now, okay? Something really cool happened. 
Why, why it was not letting me hit play. There we go. Happened. Uh, but this is the footage I'm about to show you. Is the okay, just show us then. It's the clip that I took from the footage okay. that I sent <laughs> to uh, law enforcement. All right, we got to investigate this. Show me the goddamn clip! <laughs> Receptionist, we get it. Is Nicole, and she is the front office secretary. Duh. And this is what happened. This is how she disappeared. Uh, Again, she disappeared. We have not heard from her since yesterday. We have not heard anything from her. She looks fake. Ironically, she has today off though. (laughs) Stupid ass. She doesn't call. This guy's an idiot. She works there, but you know nothing about her. Why is he whispering? Really? You're the only one there, or somebody would have walked in by now. Law enforcement will come in here like they have done a couple of times. Jesus Christ, just play the fucking video. Yeah, this is going to be nonsense. Because he's, he's building it up too much. Yeah. Took him two and a fucking half minutes to start the video. Okay, he still hasn't started the video, so there we go. Okay, so she's just in the office. Okay, that's me. Ethan. So as far as we know, as far as we know, Ethan was the last person to leave the office for lunch that day. There was nobody else in the office. Normally, it's against security protocol to leave any one person alone. Office. It's my fault. It's Ethan's fault. It's all of our fault. He's drinking a boss water. This would have happened. Wearing <laughs> a yellow shirt. So after he leaves, um, after he leaves, Nicole is completely alone in the office. All right, hang on. So the fact that this guy put his jacket on in front of the front desk—it's—it's it's illogical for you to have your jacket on out there. You to keep it in your office for one. I'm just saying. But you could argue that, yeah, he puts his jacket there. He never turns his face towards the camera. He's looking at nothing in in the the background there. Well, he talked he, to her first. Yeah, but he never turns his face towards the camera. Not that you would where this supposed security camera is, but the fact that he's intentionally not turning his face towards the camera. He's intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. You can rewatch without the audio of the fucking asshole whispering. And he's never turned... That is... It's being done intentionally. This is a fake video. I'm calling it right now. As far as we know... Look at... He purposely keeps his head turned away from the camera. It's not a logical way of doing things. Unless you're trying to not be seen by that camera. Which a director would tell you that. Don't, don't look at the camera. Whatever you do, keep your head away from the camera. Oh, is that what she's doing? I, I thought she was on a stapler. It's really hard to hold it still. <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm 
No, I think she's holding that stapler just fine, bro. This needs to be documented. Where's the I cord? Need to send this to somebody. I don't know who I'm going to send this to, but is that a cordless phone? Known about. Something happened. Something is going on here. I think it is a stapler. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a stapler or it's a cordless phone. The There's no cord. Window. Right? I don't either. She hangs up the phone. Well, who'd she call? You should have record of that. This is all being done just to make it seem like it's more like... Kane should be coming soon. This is all fake. Sorry. It's fake. It's bullshit. Keep an eye on the front left window. Yeah, we're, we're, we're on it. You told us to fucking watch that, but you told us to watch your answer on the phone. Quit being an asshole, Todd. <laughs> Get me Simmons. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on. Anytime. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. She's not even typing anything. Right there, right there, right there. Okay, so there he is. I can't tell if he's looking in the window or if he's facing out towards the road, but there's definitely... A figure in the window. Yeah. Right there. We see it. In, in a second, you'll see him walk around to the front door. Yeah, we got it. Dave, we got to fake this better, a video right better there. than him. So he's right there, almost in the corner. Yeah, we got it. Oh, where'd he go? Right oh, oh. So now he's walking. He's, he's moving! Walking, <laughs> walking around. She still hasn't noticed him yet. He just put his penis in her ear. <laughs> She's back on the stapler. <laughs> there he is. Okay, so now they're talking. Oh. Are, are they talking? <laughs> She's shaking her head now. She's declined his sexual advances. <laughs> Okay, so now she's, she shook her head. She's pointing her finger. I don't know if she's t giving him directions or telling him to leave. Directions. Now she's, now watch, now she's going, now she gets the office gun, so it's obvious that she doesn't feel comfortable. She's not even watch his hand, no watch person. his hand. Then she just, she turns around and puts it down on the counter. Then he points at her. So she goes to her purse, and I paused it right here, and that's a camera. She caught a camera out of her purse. And then she walks around. So she completely changed her demeanor. Oh, my God. And then they leave. <laughs> so keep in mind, she left the gun right here on the counter. We found that when we got back, but she also left her purse. She left her purse right there. Hang on. This is the worst video ever, dude. Yeah. So if you're a security guard, why wouldn't security be there? He said it was on him. It was on him for letting her be by herself. So obviously she wasn't by herself because he was supposedly there. But then he just said he found but, it when she but, came back. But he left. Where'd he go? Take a shit somewhere? Go to the I gas know. station? I don't know. All we know is Ethan left without looking at the camera. Didn't you find Ethan to be odd? Yeah. Like, his movements yeah. was... It, it, the whole thing seems fake. Sorry. With her. She doesn't have her phone with her. 19 more minutes of this bullshit. Nothing. Oh. Nothing went with her. This is very bizarre. 
It's not like Nicole. It's one of those to things so this. bad I can't stop it's looking not. at it. It is. It's There's a train wreck, dude. going on here. Like I said, I don't know who I'm going to send this to, but this needs to be known about. It's such Someone bullshit. Needs um, here's this. another issue I have is, is the unnecessary lights idea. hanging down to make it look like, like this is up in the corner of the room. Yesterday. The lights are oddly low. So now I have it documented. Yet I have the footage. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah, you do something about it. You're going to do shit. What, what website was this from? What do you think? Due to the appearance of the strange man, many people online have come to the conclusion that this is an actual sighting of the infamous men in black. There's no way. They're said to be the ones who keep witnesses of strange events quiet about I'm what annoyed. they've seen. Be sure to leave your thoughts down in the comments below. After watching this footage, several very large questions remain. Where is Nicole? And oh, what was and the fact that she turned towards the camera so that you could see the camera, but mm -hmm. douche-fuck Ethan walked up to the front, said bye, smell you later, put his jacket on, but, but, but specifically in trying to keep his head away yeah. from the camera. Yeah. Did you see how she held the gun? There's no, yeah. there's no right, she, there's no way she held the gun like that if she was really worried for her life. Just kind of, eh, got a gun oh, in my hand also, here, just chilling. Also, Dave. Yeah. Are you right or left-handed? I'm right. All right. Would a left-handed person hold the gun with the left hand? Right? Yeah. Would a left-handed person answer the phone with the left hand? Yeah, but she didn't. She answered the phone with the... Right. Yet she picked the gun up with the... Left. <gasps> I know. Because the camera's on the left side. Right. She's right-handed, but she picks the gun up on the left side so the camera can see it. That's why it looked Everything awkward. Everything is done... Yeah, for the camera. Yes. This is how you know it's fake. Yeah. Sorry. We make movies. We know this. We I'm know sorry. how to fucking make but something look better. Mind control mirrorless. doesn't happen just by him doing a little fucking little gesture with his hand. Yeah. Oh, I'm all of a sudden yeah. mind control now. Yeah. Fuck you. That's bullshit. I want to punch this guy in the fucking throat for wasting 20 minutes of my life. Yeah. Assholes. And the dude's got fucking sunglass uh, raccoon eyes because of the sun. You see that? Yeah. He's got white underneath his eyes because he got fucking sun. He got well, his... I think they probably put makeup on him to try to obscure... What he looks like a little bit, Maybe. you know what I mean? So, like, if you were to, like, pause the video and zoom in, like, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's a fake video. It's terrible. It's the worst video I've ever seen. Yeah. All right. Well. Sorry, sorry, listeners, for that one. I was excited because the, the topic sounded awesome. But... Yeah. I believe that Tesla more likely came from Venus than I do that video. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where's Nicole? Yeah, she was a fictional character. She's not real. <laughs> Nicole's an actress named Shelley. <laughs> yeah, who actually uh, is doing porn now. Yeah, <laughs> with Ethan. <laughs> yeah, Ethan is. And, Ethan's probably the guy whispering right now. Yeah, and the bald. Yeah, Ethan's probably the guy who's whispering. <laughs> and the bald guy in that mm -hmm. was another actor. Yeah, named Don. Yeah. Fuck, ridiculous. That was that was the worst video I've ever seen in my entire life. Just start a YouTube and fake our own fucking stupid videos like that. We'd we'd actually be a little bit more convincing, I think. Yeah, a lot more convincing, dude. Christ, it's irritating. All right, well, let's go punch things, Dave. Yeah, I'm done with that. All right, buddy. Till next time.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the bird. D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. If you call and we're recording, we'll take your call live on the air. If you call and we're not recording, leave a voicemail with your name, the show you're calling for, and we'll play it live on the next show. The hotline is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today!